Christ lived to prove the lie to the so-called power of empire, of wealth, of violence. Jesus went to the slum communities framed as violent criminals and broke bread with loving folks just fighting to survive poverty. Jesus went to the Samaritans, ethnic minorities, hated and vilified by his own people, and found untold kindness and generosity. Jesus lived with the whores, the lepers, the outcasts, the queers and deviants, framed as the root of society's ills, and found a spirit so powerful, he declared these meek, powerless, marginalized souls would be the true inheritors of heaven. That is so, that sounds so familiar. I wish I would have written it. Yeah. It was written by Mist, who preached for us last week. That was in the week. sermon last week. Yeah, last week. Yeah, it was good. very powerful words. It's not very often you get a carryover like the that carryover. from a sermon. The carryover. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's Let's really work nice. the carryover. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, hey, well, we're so glad that all of you are out here and that you came out to this, uh, to this House of Mercy and uh, everybody listening on the podcast and viewing on the TV. Glad that you could make it. Let's say hello to the hardest working band in the church band business. It's the grand old Grievous Angel Band. We are singing for the same. We are dancing for the now. Yeah. We are the grand old Grievous Angel Band. Don't you love them, folks? Don't you love them? Yeah. And we have really uh, amazing guest artists here today, don't we? Yeah. All right. Christy. Yeah. Good to see you. We used to work together in the same building no, over in Northeast really? Minneapolis. Right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Great. Uh, today after church is Maker Day. Russell? Yeah. Tell us what Maker Day is. You know, go ahead. <laughs> Maker, Maker Day. Day. <laughs> no, I no, no, that's not it. It's, uh, we are having you couldn't this. couldn't refuse. I couldn't, no. I couldn't okay. stop myself. But here we are going to have the anti-capitalist Christmas Bazaar to end all anti-capitalist Christmas bazaars. Starting in two weeks, we're going to be selling upcycled, recycled, handmade DIY products so you don't have to just go out there and get more plastic to put in the landfill to show somebody you love them, right? Exactly. So what we're doing today after church is we're, be, we're working on some of those um, projects that we will sell. We're going to be making some wreaths. We're going to be... Uh, Re-upcycling Christmas cards, is that right? Re-upcycling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, does that make it go back down again? No, <laughs> not no. But stay afterwards and uh, help out, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Come to the cabaret, 
And better yet, show off your talents yes. at the cabaret. When is the cabaret? The cabaret is going to be on the uh, 7th, we should, we should know these things before we announce them. 7th, 9th, somebody help us out? The ninth, good. The ninth, the yeah. Ninth. This is going to be the anti-capitalist Christmas cabaret to end all anti-capitalist Christmas cabarets. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. I've, I'm selling tickets here afterwards. They're $20. You get a, a beautiful uh, performance, evening of music, by Emmett Doyle, who is a uh, union musician. Uh, he has repurposed all these uh, Christmas carols into anti-capitalist uh, worker songs. He's going to be playing all night. It's going to be good. And I hear you're going to do a song, too. Everybody's going to do a song. I hope so. Or an act. I don't think, I'm not really, I don't have everybody done well, one, but, yeah. Um, you know, juggling, you must have some special talent that we need to have in front of us. Just talk yeah. to me, buy a ticket, or we'll sign you up. Yeah, yeah to perform. Yeah. Oh, there's also going to be food and drink. Yeah. All for $20. $20? Yeah. How do they do it? Uh, volume. Volume, <laughs> yeah. volume, volume. Yeah. All right, what else we got? I think we're ready. This is the House of Mercy, and welcome to it. Yeah. 
want you to please join me in the prayer of invocation. God of mercy, you come to us in the changing of seasons, in the browning leaves, the branches laid bare, and in the frost-covered ground. In the lengthening darkness, you invite us to slow our breath and ease into the promise that you are holding us, applying a balm to all that is cold, brittle, and broken within us. Make us aware that there is life among the darkness. Life is still stirring. Despite the approaching winter chill, you can never hold back spring. For this we are grateful, and we pray, amen. May the peace of Christ be with you all. Let's share the sign of peace with one another. Please join me in giving a very warm House of Mercy welcome to our guest artist today, Christy McKay. good to be here. I felt welcome from the minute I walked in. And that just says something about this congregation. I've never been here before, and I'm really thankful. I love the music. Mark and I knew each other years ago, and um, I'm just really happy to be here. Um, I am the music director at um, All Saints Lutheran Church in Egan, an open and affirming church and also a very wonderful place. So I'm glad to be here. I also spent many, many years on the road as a rock musician. So my mom called me this morning as she always does on Sunday to make sure I get up and get to church on time. And uh, she found out about this gig and she said, well, I hope you're gonna play rock and roll. And she said, you know, there's a lot of good country songs out there. You might wanna do one of those. And um, it's cute. My mom, my mom is 82, so, and I love that she still calls me. <laughs> Another head hangs lowly, child is slowly taken. And the violence caused such silence, who are we? mistaken but you see it's not me it's not my family in your head in your head they are fighting with their guns and their bombs and their bombs and their guns in your head in your head they are crying in your head, in your head, zombie, zombie, zombie. In your head, in your head, zombie, zombie, zombie. 
I want to introduce my guitar. This is Broken Betty. I was at church one day and I was really getting into it and suddenly I hear this pop and I have a very sad hole. I ran into a chair, the choir chair. And, but I'm always thinking this is awesome because it just reminds me, did I want to replace the guitar? Sure. But I thought, it's broken, like I am, like we are when we come to church. And we are all forgiven and given grace. And I noticed that this song is in your hymnal, number 42. It is I'll Fly Away. If anyone wants to sing along, you're welcome to do that. And thanks again for having me. I really appreciate being here. Just one more weary days and then I'll 
Won't you please join me in the prayers of community? I'll end each prayer with God in your mercy, and I invite you to respond. Hear our prayer. God of mercy, you molded the universe. In every galaxy, every planet, in every single star, moon, cloud, and dewdrop, in every river, stone, tree root, and fungi, every single lung and every single song is imprinted by your touch. Make us aware of the sacred that is, in with, that is within us and surrounds us. God, in your mercy. God of mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. And yet you, bringer of rainbows, can you continue to remember us and cleanse our dirtied feet. God, in your mercy. God of mercy, we are surrounded by wonders. For the planet, in all its strength and fragility, its tides and sunsets, we give thanks. For all the tiny baby toes and lions who is bonded with the tiger and the bear, and for the people who stop to shovel a stranger's car out the morning after a snow emergency has been declared, we give you thanks. For the beautiful balance in which we all exist, we give you thanks. God in your mercy. God of mercy, for all the beauty, wonders, and awe, we are also surrounded by heartache. Help those who are in the middle of war, those who are searching for family members, who are desperately trying to keep their children alive, hear their prayers. Help those who are prisoners to addiction, mental illness, disease, those who are held down by institutionalized racism, overt and unseen oppression, hear their prayers. Help those who are grieving for those whose lives did not turn out as they planned, hear their prayers. Hear us now as we bring our prayers to you in this extended time of silence. You have told us, if we knock, you will answer. If we are lost, you will search us out. You love us. You have always loved us. Let it be so. Let it be so now. Amen. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather
scripture is found in 1 John 4, 7 through 12. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. The word of the Lord. Love. What is love? In the summer between my sophomore and junior year of college, just when I dropped out of the music program to become a philosophy major and an atheist, I had a conversation with my mother. She brought up this toxic relationship I was in with my high school sweetheart, who I was still dating, and then not dating, and then dating again, and then not dating. It was a mess, you can imagine. And the word love came up. So, do you think you love her? My mom asked. And I asked her in a moment of agitation mixed with pure philosophical genius. What is love? I was dead serious. I mean, it was so obvious that a lot of what passes for love was merely selfishness, possessiveness, jealousy, manipulation. What is love? I asked my mother. Today I have a fancy Greek word for you, katakrasis. 
Kata is against or back. Krasis means to use, employ, manner of using. So catachrasis is against use, back working, the act of misusing a word. Do we misuse words? We do it all the time. Sometimes we do it accidentally. Jackie Joyner Kersey literally flew down the track. No, she didn't. She was running. Or we carelessly mix our metaphors. Can't you hear that? Are you blind? Other times we misuse words intentionally. This chalupa is heaven. Your soul is a golden butterfly riding on a unicorn, gliding across a ribbon of rainbow. House of Mercy Lutheran Church is the steam rising off a puppy's nose looking for a scrap of bacon in the snow. <laughs> Aww. Our Newer Testament is full of catachrasis. The writers were trying to put in words something that happened, something indescribable. The word made flesh. But they didn't invent new words. They took the old words and misused them. They did this act of catachrasis. Even and especially they did this with the word love. That poor, kicked around, misunderstood, beat up old word, love. What is love? The ancient Greeks had the seldom used, almost throwaway word, agape. In Greek culture and literature, agape described the relationship of a superior to an inferior. It was a descending relationship, very much a condescending one, as when the Greek gods would show agape to some lucky random mortals who, who won the pity lottery by occasionally honoring them with a visit. Pity, pretension, the arrogant eye-rolling patronizing of the gods, throwing a bone to the mortals and watching them scramble, agape. Well, what happens to this almost throwaway little word when the New Testament writers get a hold of it? It is absolutely misused, bent, contorted, twisted, and redeemed. Agape itself is crucified and born again. Jesus himself is the great misuser of words, especially in John. He goes all catacrestical on you. You must be born again. I am the vine. I am the living water. I am the bread. I am the good shepherd. This bread is my body. This cup is the new covenant, the new path. What's going on here with this misuse of these words? And how does a poor preacher raise these words from the dead when they become so old and familiar and churchified? In that reading that we just heard, John the Elder makes an astounding claim, one that can slip right by us because it's become so familiar. But about 2,000 years ago, the elder wrote this astonishing line, Hotheos agape estin, or in English, God is love. And believe it or not, in human history, no one had ever said that before. God is love. God is not power. God is not strength. God is not intelligence. 
or moral purity. God is not majesty, whatever that is. No, God is love, self-giving, overflowing, relational love. How did that happen, that someone could make such an outlandish claim? It's all because there appeared among us in the flesh someone who showed us an entirely new way of to live. He was one who loved freely and madly and passionately. His love had no limits, no conditions, no hidden agendas. He healed and restored and gathered and forgave the outsiders, the sinners, the broken and lost ones, the whores, the lepers, the outcasts, the queers and the deviants. And not knowing what to do with this mad subversive love that threatens all empires, they tried to kill this one. But even that could not make him go away. In fact, God took that whole episode of the cross and used it as a grand stage. God created a global network on which to broadcast both our darkness and our new possibility, our violence and our new path. And there arose a community of leaders and ordinary people who for a profound era in history rose up and confronted the Roman Empire with love, peace, forgiveness, mercy. And they really did change the world. And now this message has been passed down to you. It's just as Jesus was raised from the dead, so you can die to your old ways and be born again by the spirit of life and love, forgiveness, generosity, mercy. And you can experience this every day, that God is love, that God has promised to be with you and for you now and always. The you that you are right now, loved madly and unconditionally. What is love? I actually said that to my mother. <laughs> she who could very well have answered me the way God answers Job. Where were you when I carried you in my womb for nine grueling months through that harsh winter in Thief River Falls, Minnesota? Where were you when I was in labor with you for 11 hours? As numerous as the stars of the heavens were your dirty diapers that I changed. And when you were behaving like Leviathan, who loved you and taught you to be kind and empathic? And now we spend all this money to help you attend this private liberal arts college where they teach you to be such a pompous, godless, self-righteous, snot-nosed little know-it-all, you arrogant little butthead. But no, she did not say any of that. She could have, and I would have deserved it. No, she just smiled and treasured these things in her heart. And many years later, she would gently and adoringly mock her little philosopher. But mother, what is love? <laughs> I deserved it. John the Elder makes this ridiculous catacrestical claim in which he totally misuses these words. He ought to be arrested, dispatch the word police, and lock him up. God is love. 
And the only thing that fixes these words to anything is the old, old story that we keep going back to, that we must hear for the first time every time, love as an event, love that happens on Skull Hill, just outside of Jerusalem, and in the empty tomb of this homeless Palestinian Jew who will not stay dead. This is the pledge drive letter. The pledge drive is coming in January, so don't freak out yet. But anyway, we wanted to get this in front of you so you can do some thoughtful praying and planning. And it's called The Quality of Mercy Is Not Strained. Some of you might recognize that from Shakespeare. And that's the theme of it. And I volunteered to make the pitch. I don't know what I was thinking. But you know what? This year, I feel really, really comfortable asking for money, asking for pledges, because I love this place. I love you. And I want this place to thrive. Let's take a look at it. The quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed. It blessed him that gives and him that takes. The quality of mercy is not strained in the Old English. We could translate that constrained or forced or obligatory. The quality of mercy is not coerced or forced, of course. Mercy is not stiff and stringent. Mercy is freely given and freely received. The quality of mercy is twice blessed. It blesses both the receiver and the giver. There are these magical creatures that can be triggered in our brains. They are called mirror neurons. When we do something helpful, kind, empathic, even in the small act of giving someone a compliment or holding a door open, this magical mirroring happens between both of us. We both feel the feelings of pleasure, peace, serenity, a cascade of oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine is triggered between the brains as our eyes exchange glances, and we realize that we are together, common empaths. It's as fundamental and primal as when an anxious, crying baby looks into the eyes of the mother and is calmed and reassured and blessed with comfort, safety, security, love. What is love? <laughs> God bless you, dear Geraldine. She's been gone, been gone five years now, and um, she's not with us in the flesh anymore but she is certainly with me every single day. Can we bring all of this into our relationship with money, with stuff, with our resources, and with how we make decisions about money? God loves us first. We also ought to love one another. God is merciful. How do we mirror and return the mercy? We could buy less stuff, this one hits me hard because I like stuff. I like to buy stuff. I like to go to the mall, especially during Christmas time, which is terribly uncool. And sometimes when I go Christmas shopping for other people, I buy stuff for myself instead. <laughs> 
not only thinking about the stuff we buy, but can we be more careful about what we actually purchase and consume? Will it end up in a landfill in a year? Will this stuff help someone else make a fair wage? And taking a step back and looking at the big picture, how are we to make decisions about money? Can we show mercy with our money? Should we take a portion of it and pledge it to a faith community in which we walk this path of mercy together? Note here, if you are under a load of debt, please do not pledge. I just told them not to pledge, Russell. Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, if there are creditors at your door, the wolves and the jackals, uh, it's, a, it's a racket, and don't feel obliged to pledge. Um, but for others of you, ask those big questions. How do you show mercy with your money? The book says, be merciful as God is merciful. The bard says, the quality of mercy is not strained. It blesses both the receiver and the giver. This mercy catches up to you and gives you the peace and confidence that you really can live your life by the rule of mercy. What is love? The only fixed point is the love that gives you birth and cares for you. It comforts you when you're anxious it is up in the night with you when you are troubled. It shows you the way of empathy and kindness. It sets you on a path, not of submission, but of a different kind of resistance, resistance to the empire. It feeds your body and your spirit as you gather around this table of mercy. Amen. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. Let it shine.
it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine, one more time. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Last line, two times. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And slow it down this time. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine.